0: Cofield and Company NFL Insider, Miles Simmons from Pro Football Talk, joins us now.
1: 5 o'clock hours here. Adam Hill, Steve Cofield, Miles Simmons. You missed a uh, good debate last week. I got bullied. I got wide to death. And Miles is back for maybe more of a beatdown. I may
2: have heard it because I was listening.
1: Were you? Yeah. If you were asked, "Hey Miles, how are you?" Hey,
3: I'm I'm good. We're just going to do the Hello. show with you here, no but kind of have you as a, yeah.
1: you know, just a kind of a side piece. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, you got me last I'm, week.
3: I'm a lot of people's side pieces. There you Miles. go. Oh, that's that's wow. nice. That's Heyo. real nice. Yeah. Wow. Um. Not the right <laughs> nah, word, but no you get one's it. The side piece in the world.
1: Yeah. Last week when you asked me and you, you dropped like seven whys on me of why I like Brandon Staley, and oh, then finally yeah. I had to admit I'm like, yeah, because no one else does. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Adam, oh. can you can you formulate why you like him? Uh, I mean, why I'm the biggest fan of Brandon Staley
2: in the, the entire world. Well, why? I didn't say anything. Yet. You can't say why yet. You have to wait till the end. Uh, I will say I went, I went back, I went back through a lot of what he said the last couple of years. Yeah. In the last 48 hours, and I'm actually, a, I'm a little lower on him than I was before. Okay. Really? Because he said he said about a year and a half ago, and I had missed this, that it's not about the math. He's like, it's feel. R- but like a lot of times, my feel matches up with the math, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no! Oh no, Brandon, this is not the right way to go about it. But he is, he, for the, I, I was down a little bit last year, and I think me and Miles have talked about this that he somebody seemed to get in his head, and he stopped doing yes. the proper mathematical thing, and now he's back to doing it. Now there is a difference well. between doing the right thing, and calling the right play. Thank you. Uh, two play calls two weeks in a row were terrible. Now I don't think he made those play calls. He made the decision to go for it. I wish he would have said, go for it and do something appropriate, <laughs> not not whatever he tried to do, but somebody who, for the most part, has trusted the math, and he did talk about, look, there is a standard mathematical formula for when you go for it and when you don't and what, what you do in every situation, but all there right. also is our own evaluations in terms of how we adjust those formulas each week based on weather, injuries, all those things, which is 100% appropriate and the right yes. thing to say, and I love that, but then when he says things like it's about feel, I hate it, so... I'm a little off of that, but for the most part, I love what Brandon Staley does and how he sticks to what he what he says he's going to do. Do you like the way he coaches his defense? Well, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean they're, they they haven't been good, but they have had injuries too this year. I
1: heard he personally tutored Khalil Mack. Yeah, yeah. last week he, he, worked ex- he worked.
3: exclusively with Khalil Mack, and look what happened. Six X. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, what whatever it is. I mean, look, I I. I think Adam hit the nail on the head with the play call stuff, right? I mean, that to me is the big problem. And, and I don't think you can just absolve him of play calling. He's the head coach. You know, whether Kellen Moore has the offensive coordinator title or not, and he does, and he does call the offensive plays, it's moronic to me for you to set up your quarterback who cannot take a snap under center to do a quarterback sneak that he, when he can't grip the football. Like, what, what are we doing? I mean, not only that, but at the end of the game, we know he really couldn't comfortably take snaps under center because they were in shotgun when they were in victory formation. And frankly, I don't know that I've ever seen that unless it was a college game, but I've certainly never seen that in the pros. So if you're doing that in victory formation, why the absolute bleep are you having your quarterback who cannot grip the football properly... Take a snap and do a quarterback sneak on fourth and one. I agree with you, Adam. Look, the decision to go for it, yeah, let's do that. I, I, I understand that. I think it makes perfectly good sense because you're basically guaranteeing yourself that you win the game if you make it. But if you're going to do that, then we have to be smart about what we're calling. So I still put that on the head coach. I, I, don't, I, I don't absolve him just because he does not technically call the offensive plays. No, 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 no. If that's your decision, all of it falls on you. Uh,
2: and basically, and just the real simple thing is you're also giving yourself three chances to win in regulation instead of one. Um, if you punt it, you just have to stop them. If you well, right. go for it, you can either get the first down, you can stop them, or you can have them score early and then go get a field goal to win the game. So you're giving yourself three chances instead of one. I don't understand yeah. people that say don't go for it. But, Miles, I'm with you on the, the, the quarterback being hurt thing, which is what a few people have talked about, including us yesterday. There's yeah. another factor here. Corey Lindsley, their center, was placed on NFI the day before. They yes, didn't have their true. starting center.
3: Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's an even. That's an almost a better point. You know, when you don't have your starting center and you have a quarterback who's not comfortable taking things under center in the first place, and he's probably not exactly comfortable taking things under center with that backup in there, no, i mean that's that's another big factor that really should have been in consideration that's a great point by you adam even though you went to okay. sizzler on friday although yeah, the, 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 i didn't even get a response on that anymore. i will say <laughs> that i didn't, <laughs> didn't even get a
2: response about if miles wanted to go to sizzler
3: oh really okay <laughs> oh you know why here's here's the thing I, and I, the, I i was going to say this and that's kind of why i brought it up so it was my birthday on thursday another one of my really really good friends is also has the same birthday and her brother, who is a twin, is also in town. So we were all celebrating that on Friday. I had my phone on Do Not Disturb. Oh, and I figured I would see you the next day when we went to dinner. When some of us yeah. who also some st- still work at the RJ, and I used to work at sure. the RJ, went to dinner. And I was initially told that you would be there, and then you were not there. Well, they, they, so, their flight, know, was was late. A the flight was late, that. and I was
2: already at the beach. It's, you know, it happens. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's a thing. Know. Um, I did want to go back to the fourth the fourth down play that the Chargers tried because everybody in the world now thinks they can do it. They think they're the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we are calling uh-huh. this brotherly shove now, not
3: tush push, right? Um, I mean, you can call it that. Yeah, I, I think I it's it. more gen- generally called tush push. I think, bro- I think brotherly, brotherly shove, shove is fun, is more fun. I I agree with you. I think brotherly shove is more fun. I like it better. But it it the more acceptable language right now is tush push. Okay. Um, everybody thinks they can do it. Uh, I w- a couple of things
2: first of all there was a couple injuries last night and the Giants trying to pull it off which you've yeah, got well. 19 backup linemen and the- I don't know what you're trying to do uh, that didn't make any sense the Chargers <laughs> obviously failed the Eagles are phenomenal at it and also look everybody understands it now everybody tries to know how to attack it you can't do it against the Eagles but Patrick Graham I asked him about it today the defensive coordinator of the Raiders and he said literally during the Super Bowl there was a bunch of text going around between defensive coordinators like, okay, what do we do? Like, how are we going to stop this? <laughs> so, like, they've been planning this for a while. Like, teams are ready for this. You can only execute it if you have an unbelievable center and a quarterback that squats
3: right. 600 pounds. Everybody else should stop, yes. probably. Yes. Yes. know, it's funny. We're on the same page with this, too, because that's that why when people ask me, oh, well, why doesn't this work for everybody? It's like, well, Jalen Hurts can squat what Jalen Hurts can squat, and most quarterbacks can't squat anything close to that. Right, And also, Jason Kelsey is the best center in the league. So, when you have that combination, that's part of what makes this thing so unstoppable. And, yeah, you've got really good interior guard play for the Philadelphia Eagles as well. So, like, you don't have all of those same elements within most other teams. Now, what you do have with a lot of teams is, like, a quarterback who is as big as Justin Herbert, which, again, in most situations, having him QB sneak it on fourth and one is a great idea. But... Sunday's game was not most situations right so that's why you don't do that you have to take everything into account um but yeah I I totally agree with you it doesn't work for every single team because they're not as good as the Eagles and most people cannot do what Jalen Hurts can do with his legs
1: sorry I was having a random thought I started looking around and sizing up the Cofield and company crew I think this could be something that we're the best in the country at yeah line up and line Mm. up and go yep I, mean, I was a
3: guard I, in high school, man. I, I could do it. Oh, yeah, because
1: yeah, we can use contributors. We can use you. We actually have a, basically a Division one quarterback on the roster, although his legs are kind of skinny, so I'll we'll have to talk to him about this what, yeah. uh, tomorrow. But DeMon, I, I don't know what. DeMon, are you maybe DeMon challenges for quarterback? We have, but in the history of Cofield and company, I generally, and this is nothing against Adam, but I generally have staffed the show so that I look thinner. So everyone mm-hmm. around me is usually a big fella.
3: It's oh, well, that kind makes of. The,
1: sense. I'll let the secret out. There, also, so.
2: I also think De- mod hasn't had leg day in like three years.
0: Whoa! Upper body, you know oh, when you boy. say something to get a rise out of someone? <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's yeah. got to be what you're doing right now. Because I'm boy. squatting over 400, is. buddy. Is. These oh, is that right?
3: <laughs> Hell.
1: Well, now when now when you go uh, to get my illegal Ozempic and uh, the Propecia, <laughs> you can also throw in more roids for your legs. Not that you've ever done roids, but we were talking about. Uh, We need to fix me up with some illegal drugs. Anyway, um, (laughs) all right, let's talk about some injuries around the league. First, is Kenny Pickett okay? And if Pickett were down for a long time with the Steelers, are they done?
3: Uh, Are the Steelers alive even with Kenny Pickett? I mean, that offense is awful. That did look bad. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Matt Canada really uh, embattled, whatever that word actually is, uh, offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, that's not a good situation for them, first of all. Um, Kenny Pickett has shown some things that he can do something. I I don't know that... He's going to be great in that offensive system at this point, even though he's got really good weapons around him. So I don't know that the Steelers really have much of a shot of making the postseason anyway. As long as they've got Mike Tomlin as their head coach, I think that they'll probably finish <laughs> above 500. I mean, 9-8 and eight seems to me like something that they'll probably do, but I don't know that they're going to be good enough to really make it to the playoffs and make any noise. I mean, that that offense just isn't anything right now.
1: Miles Simmons, Pro Football Talk. Talk.com, Peacock. I saw you wrote about the Saints a little bit, and uh, Dennis Allen having to ask if they need to mm. have changes on the coaching staff because, uh, well, Derek Carr, who's not healthy, but that offense, even with Kamara back, uh,
3: yeah. has just not
1: been very efficient.
3: Yeah. Oh, they've they've been putrid too, right? I mean, this is, this is a situation that's not good for them. I mean, I – and it's funny because when the Saints were out here in uh, Los Angeles, they were practicing with the Chargers. Um, like I was with Peter King when Peter King went and did uh, his little interview with uh, Dennis Allen, and like you know, you talked to Dennis Allen, and you got a good feel for what he believed the offense could be with Derek Carr, and he was really encouraged. I mean, he's like, you know, I we have we feel like the absolute best quarterback in the division. And you know, when you looked at it on paper and you you see that the others are Bryce Young and Baker Mayfield, you know, like this is not necessarily something that you're like, oh well, yeah, I I don't know that he's wrong. Right? So I thought that the Saints would be better and they're not. And, you know, it it seems like once you take Sean Payton away from Pete Carmichael because when Sean Payton was there, obviously he was calling the plays, right? Pete Carmichael was the offensive coordinator and he called plays when Sean Payton was suspended. But other than that, he's not really done that. And it's just not working with any sort of cohesion right now. And that's a big problem for the Saints. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I agree with Dennis Allen that it, it's too early to like make changes in terms of the coaching staff. But if you get to week eight, You know, after week eight and you've played half the season and it still kind of looks like this, well, something's going to have to change, right? And the easiest thing to change in the season is the coach.
2: It wasn't great in the first three weeks. It was awful this past week. And I guess the question I would ask you that I've been asking some other people, was it selfish of Derek Carr to play and he was just trying to make sure that Jameis Winston didn't play well? Like, he should not have been on the field. Why was he there?
3: (laughs) What really is this? This is my tinfoil hat, Mike Florio segment. I gotta, I gotta go yeah. get my freaking tinfoil hat over here that I'm gonna use tomorrow when I'm on Peacock from seven to nine Eastern and uh, four to six Pacific. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's quite that. I mean, I think that Miles, look, you've been around, De- Derek. <laughs> I know, but I, 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 I have, and I understand that he's got an ego, and we all have an ego, right? But. I don't think that he's trying to jeopardize the team by playing. I think he feels like if he's out there and he's a starting quarterback, he gives the team a better chance to win, which is ostensibly true. I mean, look, I I like Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston would be the best option for the Jets. I mean, not if, you know, Zach Wilson, unless Zach Wilson continues to play like he did on Monday night, which I don't know that we can anticipate, but hey, maybe he will. But I don't think that when you're looking at the Saints – and you've got a Jameis Winston, and that offense already doesn't operate very well, Like him trying to force passes is just going to lead to interceptions. I I, I don't know that that makes it that much better.
1: Let me throw a headline at you. It's an Adam headline, but not really. But in his notes that he sent over, uh, MNF crew refused to mention Taylor Swift's name. Uh, It's another week of Swift and the Swifties (coughs) and Kelsey. Are you on Team Curmudgeon, or are you with us that we can't get enough Taylor Swift?
3: And i I've, I've got plenty of tales so i was having this discussion yesterday with somebody and they're Here like oh go. taylor swift must be a great entertainer because you know everything that she does like everybody's got to pay attention to and i'm like i don't think that that makes that person a great entertainer i it's just not for me i like, yeah. i understand that people love her and that's great i think she is an icon and i think icons move the needle and she certainly can move the needle i don't think that makes her a great entertainer because what's she doing she's just sitting there like she's hugging Mama Kelsey. There, she's she's such much so much of an icon that we're not even acknowledging the fact that Ryan Reynolds and like Hugh Jackman are also in that suite. I, those, those people are, and Blake Lively. I mean, come on. I mean, I personally, I'd Whoa. rather Whoa. Whoa. see Blake Lively. Yes. But we almost we almost we almost did, by the way. <laughs> what does that mean? What? <laughs> she
2: got a little exuberance.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what bottom or top? I'm not, top. I'm not touching. Oh, that Oh, really? One. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. research after the okay. show. Inter- very interesting. <laughs> calm down, interesting. you know yeah. how the show works. So,
3: yeah, but my point is, I mean, like I get, I get the fascination. I mean, Travis Kelsey is a good player, and you know he's won multiple Super Bowls, and he's on a bunch of commercials. And when you put him with somebody who is an icon like Taylor Swift, yeah, I, I understand that. You know, people people are interested in it. I get the interest in it, but it, it's one of those things where it's it it's crossing into the weird a little bit. Like, I mean, they're just—they seem to just be casually dating a little. And like, why are we reporting on every little thing that they're doing? It's just—it's a little gross to because me. Because
1: of the possibilities we can dream, and this is what I mean. I uh, we have a setup here. First of all, the Swifties versus uh, your team, Team Curmudgeon, is a fascinating I, I, fight. I, whoa, 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 whoa! You are—you're the—you're the, you're I, I the youngest myself guy. You're on the, Team Curmudgeon. You're one of the youngest guys on the show, and you're mo- one of the most curmudgeonly. And that's I, coming from a know. curmudgeon. Um, uh, but here's the other one. <laughs> Come on, tell me you're not ready for this. Kelsey is called Mister Pfizer by Aaron Rodgers on oh, McAfee's geez. show. I mean, if Swift comes in over the top, we can have something good here. And then Jason Whitlock gets to spin his
3: grift. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> it's dynamite. Who doesn't want this? Uh yeah, um, so <laughs> Florio said today, and I think he wrote <laughs> this in the story that he posted on uh, Rogers calling um, uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, Mister Pfizer. He said that Taylor Swift should write a song that refers to Aaron Rodgers as Johnny Invermectin. So, Ooh, there you So, oh wow, okay,
2: what does that rhyme with? Though? It's gonna be tough. Yeah, she'll get it. She'll get it done.
3: She write her own songs. <laughs> she's, she's cheer captain that's johnny invermectin yeah. there you go yeah. i just wrote it for Solid. her
2: that <laughs> she can't re- redo redo lines from her old songs <laughs> Why by the way not? we also learned do it we did learn yesterday steve has no idea of any taylor swift song i or really reference don't. Oh, yeah. because we Good were trying you. to drop them into the show and steve just looked at us blankly
1: but i'm still here for it that's fine i'm, I'm usually out of the loop on the, the cool stuff that the uh, semi young guy throws out there um is taylor swift cool Taylor Adam, yes. I'm, I'm being a jerk. Please explain the, uh, let's get away from uh, the NFL to close here with Miles Simmons, PFT. Uh, throw the uh, Embiid. What's his big decision coming up here? Oh, Embiid says he's playing in the Olympics. All right. But cool. he's, he's another, another Another good big man for
2: USA. He's Well, he's eligible for three different countries. Okay. Huh. And he hasn't announced which one he's going to play for yet. Is that right? And he did break down the positives of each Oh, of each spot. Just give us the options, and we'll see where Miles would play. Uh, Cameroon. Now, the slight caveat with Cameroon is they still have to qualify. Okay. And if they qualify, I think he's going to Cameroon. Uh, okay. France, he's also eligible. Ooh. Oh, hometown. And he said they're very they're up and country. coming, and he's very
3: excited about their possibilities. The French can be really good. And, really good. And obviously Team USA as well. Yeah. So am I supposed to choose which one I would do? Yep. I mean, I would go with the USA, but that's just, I mean, I hope he does – I want us to dominate. I want us to kick the crap out of all the other countries. I love us. I love the Olympics, man. I want us to win every single thing. USA. 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 But, I mean, if I'm him, <laughs> I, would, I would understand playing for France because it's the, the Paris Olympics. I, I i would get it i can understand either one but i mean i i hope he does i hope he does the usa i really wow. do because I, I like i said i want us to kick the crap out of everybody that's our sport man let's go when uh when you do your tv
1: stuff your uh, your peacock tv with florio do they make you do reads for college football Promotional no. reads? really they on they a show that big know. they don't push the college football what, wow
3: what about for the office M- uh, they, the only no, <laughs> they've had us do summaries for some stuff, and I don't usually do them because it's Florio's show. But yeah, I, it, we've never done one for the office, and I don't. We've done some for the Olympics, actually, huh. but we've not done one for uh, college football yet. You'll uh. be there soon, Miles. Maybe we love your spots. Thank you for carving
1: out some time with us uh, or for us on these Tuesday evenings. We'll see you. Scissor was great.
3: Um, I'm, I'm glad it was, Adam. <laughs> yeah, maybe next time. He never answered. <laughs> He had a, I not
2: we went after the game Sunday anyway, though. But we oh, thought you'd be there and you weren't
3: there. Did so. we just cut him off?
1: No, I wasn't. No. Oh, he's just still there. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were seeing him on the video. Next and and, and uh Damon was like, okay, I'm upset about no leg day. <laughs> it's time to beat some ass in studio. All right, we'll see him out Yeah, Peacock? I didn't want to put him on a spot. Peacock. Uh is there you a know, record game on this week? Uh nah, it doesn't matter, right? That's not why I was mentioning it. Um the late game on NBC in Peacock, Michigan, Minnesota. What's oh, a big big ten day? Oh, yeah. yeah. Purdue and Iowa. Iowa football is always real good. Entertaining. And, yes, Rutgers and Wisconsin. So I had a, I had our friend Chad send me uh, a question on Saturday, and he's like, oh, what's the line going to be with Wisconsin and Rutgers? And I was like, I would lay up to, like, 16 and a half with Wisconsin. He's like, no way. He's score. like, no way. I can't score. And then, he, he, then he's like, it's six and a half. And I, Sunday I sent to him, I'm like, it's 13. So I was off. Like, we're both down on our team. So, I was more realistic. Wisconsin can't score, though. Neither team can score. <laughs> so, that's the problem. In a very low-scoring game, points getting points is beneficial. Oh, okay. Play of the week? Yeah. Play of the week. Sure. I'm going to run it by all of our handicappers who are on the show, so and they can still, laugh at you. We're still reeling, that, reeling from that Duke loss. I that, that's I so bad. It's so hard to win, and we're already dealing with these bad beats. Uh, and, yes, we're stealing that from SVP. Nah, not really. No. Yeah. Let's not get into no. that. That's, that's a term from... Way back in a fight that doesn't matter now. Now back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio on ESPN Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Are we winning the show? We
2: winning? Yeah, like you're supposed to win every day, kind of mentality.
1: Yeah, yeah. I told I told Damon not to be super negative. But I'm like, I feel like we're down a little bit. We've had some fumbles and interceptions. How do we recover down the stretch here? We we need a big fourth quarter.
2: We had to overcome obstacles like phone lines. Yeah, but I guess that's part of this is part of the job, right? You gotta. It
1: is part of the job. Figure it out. Yeah. Win the day. I have to overcome a flat tire. I've got a whole strategy. I was. Demond's head was spinning earlier. He's like, I don't know what is going on. There's a lot going on. Are we not mean by the garage after the show? Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, we do have to. I do have to pump up my tire. It's just—it's a whole thing. So every like couple hours. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know what? That uh, that portable at home little inflation machine—not that kind of inflation, but tire inflation—it's been well worth it. Right? You ever have tire issues, and you're like, oh, let me go to the gas station repeatedly and put coins in that and that thing." And guess what? It never works. It yeah, never. So you can solve that by just going and getting your own. Well, can you? I mean, then it's then you're still stopping every hour or whatever. Well, eventually you have to get a new tire. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that you. This is the way to live life. That's true. every every stop. No, pop it's up, not every stop. Pop up the tire. No, it's not every stop. No, no. I, mean, I got caught in a time pickle today, so you can only do so many things. I wanted to do the show, so I wasn't sure. gonna. You know, not one of these people who you know they, they have a pet that's sick, and they're out. Although that could happen. Pets are wonderful. We have a we have an old lady cat and uh, you know, it's gonna be a day where I'm like, eh, bad timing. Can't do the show today, guys. Sorry. Yeah, picked up the dog from the groomer today and the groomer's like, eh, I think she, I think your dog's sick. I'm like,
2: huh, oh, all right, thanks. Now the groomer <laughs> <out their hair. laughs> Yeah, just
1: mind your own business. <laughs> did, did you say that? Mind your own business. I was like, Oh, thanks. I, I see was, a hair the at a place point. here. Is that right? Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. This is not, by the way, this is not the way I intended the fourth quarter to start. It's, we're like, we're just, we're losing time. It's a mess. We're McDaniels. What was that, last week? Letting the letting the clock run. Wasting a minute. We just kicked a field goal and we are down a yeah. touchdown. The, well, Either I, way, we'd have to score a touchdown. We're, okay. I don't feel like we're down a okay. touchdown. Because, you know, I get, I get, a, We're not
2: anymore. We kicked the field goals. So now, I, now I get very players.
1: down in the dumps. But we do have a very interesting story here. Uh. What was Mark Davis doing, and what were they doing to Mark Davis at SoFi? That was crazy. He held off for a while. So the original video
2: video came out yesterday. Yeah, I saw that one. With some fans just kind of, they found where he was in his suite. His suite is kind of out where the public can kind of see him. Open air. It's open air, and they're just in his face basically screaming, you suck, fire McDaniels, get him out of here, you're a terrible owner. And SoFi
1: is not built the right way to protect the, yeah. the, the rich elite. from the, from the serfs. Yeah. And the, the wall's not high enough. No. So they're basically in his face, and my my
2: comment afterwards is like, wow, what incredible restraint by Mark Davis. Like, how could you not fire back? How could you not get so mad that you scream back at somebody? Well. And then a new video came out. (laughs) Like, oh, he he wasn't. So what happened? He started yelling back. Like, get smarter, basically. What does that mean? Like, you're an idiot. okay. Like, use your brain. You're a moron.
1: I mean, was the guy yelling anything that is worth discussing? Like, did he make some good cases? Like much of Raider Nation does. You
2: suck! Fire McDaniel's! Like, no, like, no okay. he wasn't. Was he saying, "Hey, you really struggle against cover two zone? Maybe you should do this." Like, no, he wasn't. He wasn't doing that. He was. He was just yelling drunk lunacy. Okay. To
0: MD's credit, he did give a
2: thumbs up at the end of the he, video. He's like, "All right, we're good now. Go away."
0: Who's hanging out with
1: Mark Davis these days? A, a crew. Okay. Well, you there know, there's really nobody around. I him mean, I mean, seriously, we should point out that he's had, uh, in in some sad ways, the, the last three or four years, he's like a lot of his inner circle is gone from the organization, sure. has has other jobs, has passed away. Like, I wonder who he hangs out with. Like, and because you you do need when you get crazy sometimes, and when someone's busting your chops, you do need someone around you to go, bro, not now. Yeah, like you don't know, you don't realize how how you're looking right now as you're yelling at fans because they're trolling you. The Al Davis
0: impersonator in front of him did nothing. That's who should have been the guy. What? One of the guys that's also in this video is an Al Davis impersonator. Really? So screaming. Oh, he's the one screaming? No. I'm just yeah. He was, no, he, he should have been the guy that's like, how dare you disrespect MD like this?
2: That's my son. Yes.
1: I'm in this, <laughs> I'm in this track suit. Put him up. I think fake Andy Reed would sacrifice his life, literally, yeah. for real Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. That's that's what that guy has.
2: Yeah, where yes, I think we should all pin this on fake Al Davis. Why isn't there a fake Mark Davis? The the look's tough to pull off.
1: I'll just leave it at that. Yes, we'll. We we're like, who's going to Not gonna touching go first? that one. <laughs> who's going to go first? It's tough to pull off. You know, when you get a it's chance, unique. turn on the wonderful programming of Raider Nation Radio 920 here at Lotus Broadcasting. It's unique. He is. He is. But if he you, needs me in the crew, I, I'd, I'd happily join the crew. You, uh... I know you would. Um, you like Mark Davis, right? Yeah. You have a pretty good relationship oh, yeah. with him, right? Then he, be, every once in a while, he'll mistakenly text you or call you.
2: <laughs> That's only once.
1: Yeah. It happened once. You thought I was his garage guy. Do you... Garage door guy. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't go along with it.
2: No, I was like, "Hey, it's it's Adam from the RJ." And what would he say? He's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Yeah, just it's he good. just dialed right back. Yeah, but it he gives sometimes. you he'll you know
1: give you the point as he walks by you. Uh, That's good fist bump. He doesn't give everyone the point. Not everyone. Not with that finger. No. Not with the index. Maybe no, another finger. fist
2: bump. Got one in the locker room the other day.
1: You feel bad for him in this case. Or is it? Hey, you know what? You're a billionaire, and you made your own bed with uh, with uh, Josh McDaniels and Ziegler.
2: I think it sucks because he cares so much. Yeah, like if you if you are trying so hard, like he is, to make something happen in a positive way, and then you just have idiot drunk fans screaming in your face that you suck. That, that that's no fun. I think that would be I think that would be uncomfortable.
1: We're in a, a weird situation right now with Davis. If they don't win, this season is not going to be fun. I mean, it normally wouldn't because he's very passionate. But the other thing is, it, it almost looks like... I'm seeing the conversation start to emerge on social media that... You know, we've got these tickets that we paid for. We don't approve of this product. And what's the only way fans can really protest? Not go. But in this case... They won't go, but then they're selling to the opposing fans, so Mark Davis has to show up at his stadium and listen to these jabronis from other places. And we got Green Bay on the way. Who else is left? Both New Yorks. Yeah. I mean, that. Those fans won't be excited to come, though. You know, they're a little bit lucky that both teams right now are very down in the dumps. But Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs <laughs> coming to town. They'll invade the friggin' stadium. Even we'll, Even Broncos. Yep. And you know he's annoyed about it. Yeah. When people are, you know, mocking on the Raiders because well, the stadium feels like it's 60 40 70 and, 30 in support of the opposition. And I like that he's annoyed about it because it shows that he cares.
2: But if I were him, I would I would be be going to going to sleep in tears crying into piles of money. Like it's okay.
1: And there really is no way he can control where the tickets go. Like, discounting them, making cheaper tickets available to the real Raider fans doesn't guarantee that it well, gets in their hands what, and that those they, they don't gone. sell. Yeah, Tickets are sold. Like, the only reason
2: people, when we say, because I know when we say it's just more money in his pocket, we're not talking about how much money is spent on the tickets. Those are already sold. That's done. But all these fans are coming in and drinking and eating and buying, you know, all kinds of stuff, parking, like all of those things. That's all money in his pocket. I mean, you know, our pockets. It's our stadium.
1: <laughs> What's the vibe now around the facility? Because she had a couple of. We talked about, you know, back to back weeks. She had some of the leaders on the team just say outright, "I'm tired of this. I'm tired of losing. I don't. Yeah. Have, you know." In, in Devontae Adams' case, I don't have time. I mean, I, I think it's there's there is definitely starting to be that sense
2: of urgency that Devontae was talking about. And I think what he is kind of saying is, look, these next two weeks are winnable games at home. Mm-hmm. They're not easy, not guarantees or anything like that. In fact, they're, you know, basically pick them both weeks. But these are two winnable games in a row at home. You better win them. If they don't, it it could start to fall apart, which, again, it, my thought is that it should fall apart. It'd be better off falling apart. Yeah,
1: But it could fall apart. Do you think Ziggler and Josh McDaniel have a plan to flip Jacobs and Adams, or it's not for them to flip because they may not be here? By the way, who would step in in that case? Well, I'd imagine. Does, Mark- there, does everything have to go by Mark Davis? They want to buy Mark Davis? I would imagine.
2: Well, Jacobs, I mean, Jacobs, he's just a one year contract. Like, if you're out of it and somebody will give you something for him, you should 100% take it. Like, if he's not going to be here after this year, which he probably is not.
1: How is that a certainty?
2: Well, they could tag him again. The
1: second franchise tag wasn't waived. No, that wasn't part of the agreement, right? And legally, I don't think you can do it, right? You can't put it on paper that hey, we're not going to franchise you for a second time.
2: No, and and I mean they could do it again, but they didn't want to do it. They didn't really want to do it this year. I don't think they want to do it next year, especially the way that it's gone. Um, Again, you see why, you see why running backs are not paid again. I think they should be. I wish they were, but you see what people are talking about when they say don't pay running backs. If you don't block for them, even the best running back in the league can't do much. So it's more of a product of the system. And in this case, like they're not really getting it done. Like if there was somebody that was willing to give up something for Josh Jacobs, you should probably take it.
1: Why can't the best running back in the league do do much?
2: There's just if if you're getting like Josh Jacobs uh, the first three weeks, I didn't look the new one, but his av- his average uh, yards before contact was under zero.
1: I Means on average, he was getting hit in the backfield every single play. Right. Like what are you supposed to do? So can we go back to the beginning of the season when they were making cuts and bars got cut and we went with the theme of wow, offensive line surprised people last year, finished in the middle of the pack. This must mean they have a chance to be even better. One of their starters from a year ago, they moved on from. Why aren't they better? It's a good question I do not I d I don't I don't know.
2: And they they have been look if you look at efficiency charts in past protection, they've actually been still pretty good. Even even considering last week, which they really struggled. Really struggled. But a lot of that was a lot of that was
1: on Aiden O'Connell last week. Is their run blocking worse? Are defenses kind of caught up pre snap to the run game? What's the issue? I mean, I, I, to me, it is heavier boxes. That's the biggest Which thing. Which goes to back to when you assign Garoppolo and then you move on from Waller, who could stretch the field a little bit, but mostly with Garoppolo, he's not going to test down past 18 yards most of the time. So defenses are like, yeah, beat us over the top. We yeah. don't think you can do it. Yeah. I, the,
2: to me, I think that they have, to, they have to loosen up defenses. They have to get guys to back out of the box. They have to get back to that in order. To, I mean, look—you've like seen when they've when they've had lighter boxes, they've run the ball pretty well. The end of the Steelers game when they were kind of backed off, they ran, they ran the ball okay. Early in the early in this game last week, they they actually ran the ball fairly well. But then at some point, they saw that they were not going to be able to push the ball down the field, and that the quarterback was going to wait four or five, six seconds in the pocket and just tap the ball. And they decided,
1: okay, you're not going to beat us with the run. All right. Damon, do you want to get to a sore subject with the offensive lineman? I'm assuming. Did you watch the All 22? Yes, I did. You did? You reviewed all six sacks. So, yes. Damon told me yesterday, he's like, the All 22 wasn't up. It's was really mad. I wanted to go really back and watch the film, and bad. I want to figure out Khalil Mack and who actually gave up those sacks. Yeah. Conclusion?
0: Yeah, my conclusion is uh, Aiden O'Connell, bad quarterback. That first sack. Of course. So there was, I don't know what you actually call it, but there was a cross between Thule, the guy at the U.S. Stunt. Yeah, a stunt, and Khalil Mack. So the guard and the tackle, they both get Thule, and there is just a free shot on Aiden O'Connell. But all he has to do, check down to Amir Abdullah.
2: Who's wide open. You
0: would have been fine. That's all he would have had to do. And I know it's, oh, you're just watching the All 22, but that should just be, hey,
2: Amir Abdullah's right there. Just, huh, ah, get it away. By the way, the stunt took forever that you're referring to. Yes. It took forever. He looped all the way around.
1: So, yeah, so sack number one on AOC. Wow, that was a good breakdown. We're going to get five more of those? Yes. Is this painful? Oh, no. Sack uh, number two. Well, it was.
2: It's tough. Never mind.
0: I'm not. I, I gotta,
1: never mind. Why are you holding back? Oh, the towel, ta- yeah.
0: Sack number two, also on AOC. Mac he pushes, he goes back, and he bull rushes Cold Miller. A good bull rush. But there should be some pocket presence. That my left tackle was getting pushed right back into me. That was
2: that's the fumble. Yes. Yeah. I watched it too. Trust me, I came to the same conclusion. Okay. Sack number three. Also, can I I'll go also for say, it? Go for it. By the way, boy, Adam liven talking, up. You're, He's you're, been holding this back. You're talking <laughs> about the all twenty two. I watched it too. I saw the same thing you did. I saw it in the press box, and I was I was talking about it in the press. I was like, dude, what is he doing? Nothing. He just standing what is he back doing? there.
0: Sack number three, Khalil Mack is definitely better than Jermaine Illuminor, but again, no pocket presence from ALC. I put a note for every sack, and that's the note. Because sometimes you you can just watch and it's like, man, Khalil Mack is good. But also. for sure. Still, maybe a little bit on ALC on that one as well. Okay. Sack number four, I will chalk this up to that's his Jermaine Illuminor. Khalil Mack just beat him off the snap. It looked like he was a little slow on the feet. And Khalil Mack just beat him. Okay. Sack number five. Khalil Mack, it looked like he was in coverage a little bit to, you know, maybe just fend off Josh Jacobs. This isn't just a
2: quick throw to Josh Jacobs. Yeah, AOC. He, hit, he went and hit Jacobs. Yes, hits Jacobs. It was on him, and then he's like, all right, now I'm going to go get him. Yes. And he's still standing there with the ball. Hits Jacobs. He eludes two
0: of the defenders. He gets free from two guys, and it's, hey, man, I kind of I got he's some. I'm Lamar Jackson almost. And then Khalil Mack goes to get him. He was able to fend off Josh Jacobs in coverage a little bit and go make the sack. Yes.
1: So maybe this contributed to his uh, thirty-eight-nine PFF rating. That's it did. And when people respond, "How do they do the grades?" They don't know what they're talking about. FPFF. Okay. All right. Last one. Last sack. one. Six sacks in one game, and to this point, uh, Coach Demond has blamed probably three and a half of the five. Well, and how on do you? Yes,
2: and and it's not. How often do you hear the other team saying it? Yeah. Right? Like look look what they said after the game. Yeah. He was just standing back there thinking. And we knew to just go get him.
1: Khalil Mack told uh Melanie Collins that this number four was holding on well, to it said it, too long. it. He said it in the locker room too. Oh, he did.
2: Yeah, he said it twice. Sack number, number
0: six, he did beat Jermaine Illuminor, but Jakob Johnson was also right there wide open. They were they were in a zone coverage. The corner, yeah, he obviously he's gonna gonna make that tackle immediately. But just dump it off the Jacob Johnson. Boom.
1: What do you think the film session's like?
2: Well, look, the they didn't exactly defend him. Like Josh McDaniels after the game was like he said you gotta have drop number one ball security. And then yesterday he said, look, he was taking he was thinking.
1: He was you know slow he was very slower in the game. That's what they that's what they said. That's what Did they think he was not going to be thinking? I know that sounds weird. Did they expect his reaction time to be better? Based on what he's seen, what they've seen in practice and in joint practices and preseason games, maybe. Okay, yeah. Which I mean, I, I mean I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna kill AOC. Surprise! The real games are it. Yeah. It, here we go. Yeah, and Devonte freaking
2: the said that. 10. Devontae said that. Josh Jacobs. Devontae said, "Look, if you expected him to play like he did in the preseason when defenses aren't trying, yeah. like that's crazy. That's not fair to him, and it's not like we're, we're we. It might sound like we're crushing Aiden Ocado right now." Like you're just evaluating what happened, and he was taking forever in the pocket. It's his first game; he's not ready to play. It's not his fault. But it wasn't good. So Jimmy G. He's the starter when he's healthy. Okay. He an extra day, so you think he's clear? We got anything? Well, no they're they're not they're not well. Coordinators talk today; they're not going to say anything. And tomorrow they're probably going to be off.
1: So, was he close last week? He was on the practice field, so it sounded like he was very close. Non-contact, though. I mean, quarterbacks, quarterbacks are basically non-contact, non-contact, but, but, but like, he wasn't
2: especially he had not been cleared, but he was practicing. Okay. And right. they said they said he was doing, even though he's listed as limited. They said he was he was in every drill. So there you go,
1: Coach Cotton. We got to use that more if you're going to watch the All 22. We bring in Coach Cotton. That was All harsh. Right. that was real harsh.
0: What do you want me to say, Steve? It <laughs> <He> was honest.
1: <laughs> If, if honestly means you're going to be harsh, then good.
0: We like it. Also, there were some of the members of Raider Nation because I follow a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. And it's way to throw your quarterback under the bus, McDaniels. Oh, what's he supposed to say?
1: Whose fault was it? Yeah. Wow. What a show coming up. October 10th, the Pearl Inside the Palms. Ticketmaster.com is where you can get your tickets. It's Allison Chains. October 10th, just coming up in a few days. Pearl, Palms, Ticketmaster.com. We got a pair of tickets right now. DeMon's going to hook you up for. Allison in Chains in Vegas at the Pearl, October 10th. 36410, caller 7. Cofield and Company presents grab bag.
2: Don't touch it.
3: Don't even look at it.
2: Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Vegas. What the,
3: the mm. Stick your hand in there, Dave.
1: Adam Hill, you were very busy today. Yeah. Were you checking in on baseball? Or does your baseball interest end once you win fantasy leagues?
2: Well, finish in the money, not win.
1: Uh, sorry. Win. Sorry again. Uh, Still devastating. You. My budget this year went to crap with a half-point loss. Thank you, Kyle Finnegan. Um, I was checking in, and I was actually just
2: checking in now during the break as well, and I noticed the Twins ended the longest, losing, longest postseason losing streak in history in any of the four major sports.
1: They had lost 18 straight postseason so games. So crazy. Um, I've asked this question before. Would you rather be a Royals fan for the last 20 years or a Twins fan for the last 20 years? I think. Would you rather be good Royals. every year and make the playoffs almost every year or get a World, get a World Series but be putrid 17 of uh, whatever, maybe 15 of the 20 years? I think Royals. Come on. Yeah, give me a ring. Never take it away from us. Um, you also know my like, – oh, I'd a, want to be a Twins fan in that case if I had to be one or the other. I'd be a Royals fan, and then once they won the World Series, I would not be a fan anymore. I don't, too good. I don't like success. Right. It makes you unhappy. Yeah. Winning and succeeding makes Adam unhappy. Yeah. Go figure. Go figure.
2: Not uh, unhappy. Just you feel like you're You just feel like you're too elite. Like, you're like, I want to be a man of the people. I want a bad team. So what do you do when your team gets good? My work here is done? Yeah, switch. I was a Giants <laughs> fan, and then they won the World Series. Like, I'm out. Had a little too much success.
1: Is there a controversy with the Rangers and the Astros and a broadcaster or something, a media member, and yeah. celebrating and comparing it? Uh, yeah. Well, because the Rangers decide that um, they were going to
2: celebrate, and the Astros really didn't. Um, they they basically just kind of went out there and you know said, hey, we got it. We won. This is what we do. We win divisions. And they kind of acted like that, mm-hmm. while the Rangers did the traditional... Coat the entire locker room in uh, plastic and start having a champagne celebration. So let me guess. Someone called him out on it, and now the Rangers are mad. Well, the Rangers are mad at somebody uh, for making a comment. It's a uh, somebody who covers the, Ra- the Astros. Um, they said he – I mean, it's pretty strong. It's pretty poor journalism to even suggest uh, that they celebrated too much. I'm very disappointed in the lack of professionalism of the Houston journalist for putting that out there. It's classless, and it's not appropriate. It's completely fabricated. It's wrong. And I was like, man, I can't believe that. What did this guy say? He must have really gone off. And I read his, I read his comment. And I said, oh, it's really not that crazy. Because uh, the Astros had said, we celebrate titles in Houston, not divisions. A lot of people... We're wondering what what it's what it is going to be like if the Stros didn't win the division. I guess we'll never know. That's what uh that's a comment from one of the Rangers players. Uh, but the broadcaster just uh, I'm trying to find exactly what he said right here. Um, and of course they didn't put it in the story. They sent a link to his Twitter account uh, to put it up there. And his ex was um, just winners win titles. That was one of the ones that he put up.
1: That message from that was the Rangers about being unprofessional. Yeah. What are you infants? Yeah. How weak are these people? Uh, also said
2: the Rangers party last night while the Astros had a champagne toast and quickly turned their attention to Sunday and one more win. Houston has they been there, done that mentality.
1: I don't even mind that, that there's a difference between the way they celebrate. It's oh. obvious the Astros have been winners. They're not going to flip out. The Rangers haven't won in a long time. Go crazy!
2: But that was what they were most mad about.
1: The Rangers partied last night
2: while the Astros had a champagne toast and quickly turned their attention to Sunday.
1: Man, I thought the Rangers were one of the cool stories of this season, but screw that. Yeah. Like, who cares? I wanted to root for the Rays, but, no, well, they got the Rays in game one, right? Yeah, they got yeah. them 4-0. Yeah.
2: bunch of errors, I believe, from the Rays. Man!
1: Back. Phillies just took uh, – our Las Vegas Phillies just took the lead, uh, bottom go. third. nothing over – Let's go, Phils. Miami. I almost called them the Hurricanes for some reason. It so yeah. was close enough. Come on, good job. Win the day. very good job today. Uh, great job with the all twenty-two, Adam. Thank you.